the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4. Listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL.com, perhaps on the app. Or if you're really dedicated, maybe on all three. Forecast the rest of the day and right through tomorrow on the cloudy side. A little sun once in a while, but rain coming and going, including a thunder shower possible this evening and or tomorrow. Uh, low down to 72 tonight. Tomorrow's high, 85. And low tomorrow night, 71. Major League Baseball is back. couple of games starting the season off tonight. Yankees and Nationals at 7. Giants and Dodgers play at 10, and then tomorrow the other teams get in action, including the Phillies, opening their season at home against Miami, 7-0-5. Aaron Nola has been named the starter. That's the third year in a row that that's happening for him and for the team. And we thought, hey, we should probably do a little baseball today. So we have a doubleheader planned. John Brazier, director of fun and games for the Phillies, going to join us in a second here and shed some light on what's in store, especially because you're not allowed in the ballpark, at least not yet, maybe not the whole season. What will the experience be, watching on TV, promotionally, stuff like that, has an opportunity to interact with the team. And then a little later on, former Philly pitcher Paul Bird going to join us. He was with the team in the late 90s, around 2000. He was an all-star in 99. He's joined our program before. He broadcasts for Fox Sports South, does Atlanta Braves games. So we'll chat with him. Also, should uh, you know offer a good perspective because he is uh, the, the not just the visual side of things and what it's like to do a game and what fans are in store for when they watch, but as a player, what's it going to mean on that side of things? So we're looking forward to that happening as well. Without further ado, let's bring in uh, John Brazier now, director of fun and games for the Phillies. How you doing, John? Timmy D, how you doing? Wonderful. A little different season for you. So far, yes, this is uh, my 27th season, and uh, yes, it is definitely the most Unique season of them all. <laughs> yeah, so as a director of fun and games, uh, you're usually typically super busy in months in advance. W- what's it like for you right now, and, and you know what's cooking or not cooking? Well, um, it's uh, been, again, different. Uh, just yeah. like a lot of people out in the Delaware Valley, have been working from home, really haven't. I've been to the ballpark a couple times. You know, obviously we're doing a lot of planning, but planning on Zoom calls and, and uh, conference calls, so it's, it's different. But uh, I'm super excited for the season to start tomorrow night. I think everyone is. Gives us a chance to kind of get a break from reality and uh, watch some sports. Yeah, very good, very good. Well, the, uh, the you know a lot of what you do involves promotions, and without fans being able to be at the stadium, at least at the beginning. I don't I don't know if you've heard. Is it possible before the end of the year that that might change? On the side note, have you heard of that? Uh, it could. I mean, we're we're hoping uh, optimistically, but. You know, right now there's no fans uh, in the stands. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be a little different. We're going to we're having music and uh, we're having fan uh, noise piped in from MLB to show. We've been working on that, uh, working out uh, hopefully all the kinks. You know, we're going to have the PA announcer. We're going to have the fanatic is the only 
fan in the uh, ballpark. Um, <laughs> oh, we're going to see you're going to see players and coaches out in the uh, stands during the game. Uh, we're at the extended dugout, like way past the, uh, the photograph well. So it's uh, you know the pitchers are bringing their own rosin well and or rosin bag. You know it's you're going to have the DH now in baseball. Right. Pitchers going to have to pitch to at least three batters if the game goes extra innings. Uh, you're going to have uh, a runner at second base starting the inning. Um, you're also also going to have expanded rosters. Right now, uh, we're going to start with 30 players, and then after a couple of weeks, I think it goes down to 28 and down to 26. Okay. So, um, and they're also working on, believe it or not, I and mean, they have until the game starts today. There, there's rumors that they're trying to do a last-minute gesture to expand uh, the playoff roster from 10 to 16. So, stay tuned on that one. Wow, that's that's cut a little close, but I guess everything has been on the fly, uh, you yep. know, until now. From your standpoint, there's a lot of changes, um, you know, promotionally. Obviously, at least in the beginning, I don't I don't know if you can do any or try to do something differently or a contest that people can participate in and win something through the mail or online. Is there is there any room for that or a possibility of doing that sort of thing during the season? Uh, yes, there's gonna. So as far as the giveaways, obviously we're having no fans, so. We had ordered a couple of giveaways um, ahead of time. Yeah. So one of them was for opening day. It was supposed to be uh, fans were going to get a uh, Nemours uh, Children's Hospital um, headband. And fans can still get that if they go to the New Era store in the ballpark, which is open every day. Then you purchase, you get a headband. Okay. Uh, also, one of the ones we were supposed to do a McDonald's opening day uh, or opening night T-shirt. And obviously, again, no fans. So uh, Ronald McDonald House of the Philadelphia chapter uh, is selling those shirts for charity. So okay. uh, those are the two giveaways that we're... But we're going to be doing a lot of stuff through social media on all our different platforms, whether it's um, you know uh, Facebook or Twitter. Uh, again, all the different uh, platforms, we're going to be doing some giveaways and doing a lot of fan engagement throughout the season. You know, you mentioned the Philly Fanatic. Uh, for folks are tuning in chat with John Brazier. He's the director of fun and games for the Phillies for 27 years now, you said? Man. 27 really... years, yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, and Phillies, um, uh, you mentioned uh, the Fanatic being the only fan in the ballpark, uh, at least for the beginning of the season. You do a podcast. Before I forget, I want to make sure people know about that. You do a uh, – it was a Phillies backstage with Brazier and Burgoyne. Is that right? It's, yeah, it's backstage with Burgoyne and Brazier. Okay. And uh, we, will, we actually took a little hiatus because uh, the Fanatic was actually uh, really busy. So yes. we are starting that up again. We plan to start that up again next week. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so uh, you can get that on thephillies.com. You can get it on – iTunes. Uh, uh, there's a lot of back shows that we've had that are uh, that you can get. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Burgoyne. Tom Burgoyne, the very good friend of the fanatic. He actually was on with us a few weeks back. Again, during you know getting creative during the the COVID time, they had that story time with the fanatic on Wednesday nights, which is pretty cool. Which was fantastic. I love that Bryce Harper. I think let it off. Yeah. And he was awesome. I mean, you can tell there's a genuine love for the fanatic from Bryce Harper. Uh, Charlie Manuel was one of my favorites as well. I mean, they've all been really good. Andrew McCutcheon was, was great. Obviously, uh, the Fanatic was able to get some guys that really were good in that, in that format. Yeah, it was a neat thing. It was, I think, a Wednesday night for you know, 15, 20 minutes. Yep. Harper got all... In fact, I think what Burgoyne told us was he was, you know, not in state at the time. They had a mail... He, but he wanted his uniform, so they mailed him the uniform. He got his eye black on. Yep. He really did it upright, so... Well, you know he loves the Fanatic. He had the Fanatic cleats in his first game. That's right. Uh, and and he, lo- he loves the Fanatic. That's right. Well, on the baseball side of things, again, opening night tonight, a couple of games, the Nationals, Yankees, Giants, and Dodgers. Then tomorrow night, the Phillies' home opener against Miami, which, historically speaking, has not done too well lately, but they seem to 
if my memory serves me correctly, they seem to be a good challenge for the Phillies, give them a run for their money. So hopefully, you know, they can get off on a good foot tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I really like this team. Um, I mean, don't forget, we have a new manager, we have a new hitting coach, we have a new pitching coach. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's kind of all new, and it's, it's guys that have brought a lot of success from, the, from their past. Uh, and then you combine that with Didi Gregorius now at shortstop. You've got a healthy Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, you know, obviously Bryce usually gets out to a hot start. And then, you know, with the DH this year, you know, we're actually made for the DH because we, we, if you remember, we picked up Jay Bruce last year. Right. So we got a big bopper, you know, left-handed bopper that's, uh, that's you know, could be the DH. We could have, you could give Andrew McCutcheon a rest, give JT Real Muto a rest. You know, we brought in uh, veteran Neil Walker, who's a switch hitter. So uh, Phil Gosselin, who was great off the bench and had a good uh, exhibition so far. So, and then, then obviously the huge acquisition this year was Zach Wheeler. Um, Aaron Knoll is going to be pitching tomorrow night, but right. Zach Wheeler will be uh, the new dad. Zach Wheeler will be pitching on Saturday. Yeah, uh, and it's amazing. He had over a thousand pitches uh, last year, over 97 miles per hour. I think the Phillies team in general last year had over four, a uh, little over 40. So, wow, uh, be, it'll be fun to watch Zach Wheeler this year. And then obviously you got Jake Arrieta. Um, you got Velasquez, who now is a new cutter um, and a refined changeup, uh, and then you've got uh, Zach Eflin, hopefully. Uh, and waiting the wings is um, is a phenom, Spencer Howard. So it should be a really exciting year. I think there's a lot of pundits that are selling us a little short. Everyone's kind of mentioning a lot of the pr- uh, preseason predictions I've seen are the Braves and the Mets and the Nationals. But uh, I think they're crazy not to put the Phillies right in there. Yeah, John Brazier, Director of Fun and Games, our guest. Take a quick break. Keep our conversation going with him. We're also looking forward to having Paul Bird, former Philly pitcher, join us. He's a current broadcaster for Fox Sports South who does the Braves games. And uh, in honor of it being baseball opening night, you want to win a, a gift card to uh, Rita's. Let's go with the water ice direction today. Send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, and we'll throw you in the mix to win a gift card courtesy of Briner Chevrolet, 610 500 36 83 just your name and uh and the word read is just so i can keep them all straight and we'll make a number of winners in fact 610 500 36 83 sometime during the hour uh, feel free to throw your name in the hat there back with more in a moment the tim demoss show wfil you're listening to a podcast of the tim demoss show heard weekday afternoons four till five on am 560 wfil and at wfil.com 14 in the Tim DeMar Show and WFIL. Major League Baseball starts tonight. And uh, celebrate that a bit. We have a couple of special guests today. John Brazier from the Phillies is joining us right now. He's the director of Fun and Games. Been doing that for a lot of years. And, of course, without baseball and general sports over the last few months, there really have been a lot of things to talk about uh, you know, who won the game and all that. So there have been a lot of networks and folks talking about, um, you know, highlights, big series from the past. For, you know, and that, that's all fun to go through. So I'm thinking maybe let's take that with you, although maybe this year will be a little different and challenged with promotions. What about for you looking back, maybe last year or years past, things that stand out for you that have been pretty cool to do promotionally with the Phillies and all your all your years there? Well, the alumni reunions are always great. Um, you are still going to be doing something this year since the 40th anniversary of the 1980 uh, World Series team. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure we'll be doing something probably uh, on social media, but you'll probably see also on the NBC Sportsnet uh, telecast, um, NBC Sports Philadelphia, I should say. Um, and, you know, I, I think just looking back, I started in 94, and 
you know, that was we we were still doing especially opening day. We were still doing Benny the Bomb, and um, we had Rocket Man. Uh, yeah. We had a lot of you know those stunts. I I, I, I was hoping to see the great Walenda during my time. <laughs> I know he was uh, you know, during the 70s. Yes. Uh, but some of those uh, were unbelievable. Some of the great giveaways we've done. Um, I know, like, and some of the more bizarre ideas were the ones that were the most popular. Like, do you remember the Elmer Fudd type hat, the Phillies hat? That we yes. Gave away? I think we gave that away, like, in September. Um, and I can't, probably in the 90s. And I still see those hats a lot of places. The fanatic hat with a with a green fur. Sure, I still see my my daughter still loves wearing that. Um, <laughs> you remember that we did that we did the Richie Ashburn and Harry Callis dual bobblehead doll. Sure, I believe was the first dual bobblehead doll ever. Um, Very uh, natural theme there, sports. of course. Yep. So uh, you know, there's been some fun giveaways, good fun promotions. Uh, we, we're carrying Bill Giles kind of started the tradition uh, back in the '70s of some wild wacky stunts. And then, of course, uh, he's the one that brought in the Fanatic in 78. Yeah. Anything Fanatic-related, especially his birthday, uh, is always a great, because he always has a fun theme, whether it's a circus or wrestlers or, uh, you know, bringing in other mascots from other teams. So, yeah, uh, a lot of fun. It's a great job. I'm sure it's one where you never are really done. Uh, in, in fact, I got confused the other day. I got, you know, the press releases from the Phillies, and the schedule was released. And for a second, I thought it was the, the 2020 schedule. You know, because like, okay, we finally confirmed what we're doing, but it was actually the 2021 schedule. So I guess if there's a silver lining for you with this year being kind of what it has been, uh, you're you're going to have a little extra time to get ready for next year. Maybe have some some advance notice about you know how things are going to go for you for next year and starting to plan from now. You're right. Uh, we will, I and mean, we start early anyway. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, we start usually in August, thinking about the next year. So certainly we'll be planning now. Let's just hope that you know keep our fingers crossed that it goes off without a hitch. Yeah, and I know all the other sports are watching baseball very closely. NBA will be starting up shortly after us, and then hockey, you know, and then obviously football in the fall. Yeah, so they're all looking at us though to you know, make sure that uh, we go off of that hitch. So you know, hopefully that that says good things about their sports going off. John Brazier, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM five sixty WFIL dot com, and on the app, he's the director of fun and games for the team in that in that role for twenty seven years now. What's it like to do your job? I know you have to plan ahead when you've been on the program before. You've talked about having to map things out a lot, uh, you know, of, of weeks and months in advance. Uh, just interested if you have any fun tidbits to share, what it's like to do your job, or curveballs you've been thrown like you had a bobblehead night planned and the player you had there got traded. Uh, you know, just talk about your job in that regard. Yeah, I, I think you've got to uh, rely. You know, we have a big group uh, that meets once a week, and it's uh, comprised of the best friend of the fanatic. Uh, Scott and then Scott Brandon is our promotions guy. Or yeah. uh, we have our uh, national anthem singers and first pitch, and we have the video people. There's so many people involved, and it's great to get input from people that have been here for a long time. But it's even better to get uh, input from some of the young people, uh, and that's the beauty of the Phillies organization that young people have input and they have impact on things that will be very visible to the public. So getting their perspective, you know, because we're so we're so ingrained in and we've been ingrained for so long yeah and it's great to get uh, some young perspectives uh, from that so um and and a lot of times it's just the, the, the promotions come to you whether it's you know all of a sudden you get a call from the eagles and the and the team wants to take batting practice and then that morphs into you know maybe carson Wentz wants to throw out the first pitch and we do something with doug peterson and you know in the, in the television broadcast or we find out that bradley cooper is coming to the game or right. miles teller who's, who's a huge phillies fan so sometimes Jamie Fox, you know, uh, sometimes the promotions come to us, but obviously there's a lot of thought and preparation 
and we try to look at what's trendy, what's hot, you know, whether it's, you know, pop culture, whether it's giveaways, um, and whether it's celebrities, you know, we're, we're, we're constantly trying to uh, bring relevancy to uh, to our brand and, and keep our brand relevant. Yeah, and you mentioned there, you touched on it for a second, you've said before, one thing people should know, just kind of on a side note about the Phillies, that, that the family really, there is a family feel there. It's a large organization, but many of them, including yourself, that to have as many employees there, I think you said, the 25-plus years of service, that's, there was a 40 or something the last time you talked? I forget what it was. I think there's around 40 uh, that have been there um, maybe in like late, high 30s, but have been there longer than I have, which is crazy. Yeah. And it's great. It's, it, that shows you that the ownership and management is uh, committed you know, to, to keeping our, our group together and making sure it's a great environment, and it is a great environment. Yeah, but it's a great point you said there about the, bringing the new, new folks in as well to have them have some input so that you're not just – it's an old boys network. We just hang out and we, we grow old together. It's like, well, let's keep bringing the new folks in too because we can learn from them, which is a, a great thing as well. So, yeah, like for instance, we have a, we have a young kid in our social media area uh, who took on a project of doing a podcast um, with our 1980 team, and it's great. That stuff like that is it was his idea, and and he's running with it, and that's that's what we encourage. Uh, if somebody has the gumption and an idea to do something fun, creative, then then you know they have the means to do it. Yeah. John Brazier, longtime director of Fun and Games for the Philadelphia Phillies, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Uh, so the obviously in-person experience different. There won't be any people there except the players and coaches and a few other personnel. But uh, a lot of folks watching at home on TV. And so just from a presentation standpoint, do you know much about what folks can expect as they tune in for the opener tomorrow night and for subsequent games during the rest of the season? Well, from the TV perspective, I'm sure uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia has, has really uh, put a lot of thought into the broadcast. Now, the interesting thing, Tim, I don't even know if you know this, but there's going to be what's called the, um, uh, a world view. So, in other words, when we're home, um, our our crew is basically the one that's that's directing, producing the game, and the visiting team is getting our feed and using our feed. So there's not as much control if you're the visiting team. Okay. Um, and you've got to be a little more neutral. If you're the home team and you're the, in charge of the broadcast, you've got to be a little more neutral. You know, normally we can show all Phillies, the Phillies dugout, Philly, you know, stories on the Phillies and uh, the, uh, the Fanatic and focus on, you know, but we, they've got to be a little more neutral and show the Mets dugout or show the Marlins bullpen and, and you know, try to keep it even. Um, they're going to try to get creative. I know, you know, we were hoping to have the players mic this year, um, and that's maybe something to be tabled for, the future, similar okay. to what they do uh, in the All-Star game. Um, so I think some of those innovations uh, will take place. But uh, I think people are just going to be very excited. Uh, hopefully the ratings will be big because I know I'll be watching, a lot of my friends will be watching because people are just starving for yeah. sports, Philadelphia sports. From an announcer standpoint then, is it is it just the one set of announcers represented by the home team and they have to talk uh, you know, evenly enough? No, about the, other, the other announcers will be – uh, will be doing their own show. Okay, it's just what they're seeing yeah. from the TV cam- from the cameras will be from you know one feed. It'll be a world feed. It'll be the home team feed. So they're just you know they won't have as much freedom you know because they're, they're, oftentimes you're talking about what the camera is showing. Yes. So it's going to be very important that the sh- that the camera is showing both teams somewhat even. Wow. So, there's a lot of um, man. There's a lot to think through. Even even the noise, probably the people who are running those cameras and, and the communication on the field. It's almost like, you know, you're going to be at a softball game or something. You can't be too loud because you'll interfere with the play or the play, you know, the right. Or there's something not, not quite like that, but the, 
the idea that there's so few players around, there's not the crowd noise to drown out normal noises you'd make when you're working the game as a cameraman, for example. Right, yeah, you're going to want to, you, you want the crowd to be piped in to, to try to make, to try to create a sense of normalcy for the players. Yeah. So they feel, you know, so it's not just an empty stadium, they're feeling noise. Right. Um, but also, it's, it's, you know, from a strategy point of view, you also don't want it, want it to be too quiet where the opposing team, maybe the first, there's a, let's say the Phillies player's on first, McCutcheon's on first, well, if McCutcheon's talking to the first baseman and talking about strategy, well, you obviously don't want it so quiet where everyone can, can hear that, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> or if they exactly. Come out to talk to the pitcher, and you know, it's just <laughs> you, you got to have some, uh, or even if just hearing the catcher move over a little bit to the, you know to the left, yes. All of a sudden, the batter knows that all of a sudden here comes an outside pitch on a left-handed batter. So, yeah. You know, it's it, 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 from a competitive point of view, but also again to make it more normal for the players. Uh, when, when they're uh, when they're playing, it's going to be fascinating. They, some of these guys feed off the excitement. Hopefully, these guys can feed off the fake noise, knowing it's not real fans. Right, right, and but yet knowing there are real fans who are definitely watching, just like they would have any other place. So that's going to be a trick for the players too. Everybody's got to adjust in some shape or form. So, all right, my all friend. Right, day. Thanks, really John. appreciate it. You too. Have a great day. All right, you too. All right, bye bye. Bye, John Brazier, director of fun and games for the Phillies for over a quarter century, taking time out. As opening day, it's just a few hours away as far as first pitch between the Yankees and Nationals. San Francisco and Dodgers play. Phillies start their season tomorrow night at home. We'll take a look at their opening day roster, which was just finalized, and welcome aboard Paul Bird, former Phillies pitcher, was an all-star in 99, also a current broadcaster for Fox Sports South. That and much more coming up in the Tim DeMoss Show. Listen to AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 429 the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for listening in. Forecast going for a kind of cloudy rest of the afternoon and evening. Making a shower, thunder shower down to 73 eventually. A lot of clouds tomorrow. Shower two or thunder shower again off and on throughout the day in a high of 86. At least that's coming down a little bit. We were in the upper 90s there for a bit. Major League Baseball season gets going tonight. Yankees at Washington at 7. San Francisco at the Dodgers at 10. And the Phillies open their season tomorrow night at home against Miami at 7.05. Head John Brazier from the Phillies, our director of fun and games, who's joined us in uh, broadcast pass. And hopefully we'll have him on again down the road. Uh, before we bring in our next guest, I want to just give you a quick update as the Phillies have finalized their roster. Tomorrow night's opener, Aaron Nola, no surprise, making the team going to be starting for the team, uh, the, op- the opening game. Uh, the pitchers on the team, Jake Arrieta, Zach Eflin, Diolis Guerra, Tommy Hunter, Trevor Kelly, Reggie McLean, Hector Neris, Aaron Nola, Nick Pavetta, Ramon Rosso, Vince Velasquez, and Zach Wheeler. Also, Jose Alvarez, Austin Davis, Cole Irvin, and Adam Morgan. Behind the dish, Andrew Knapp and JT Realmuto. In the infield, D.D. Gregorius, Reese Hoskins, Scott Kingery, Gene Segura, and Neil Walker. In the outfield, Jay Bruce, Kyle Garlick, uh, Bryce Harper, Adam Hazley, Andrew McCutcheon, and Roman Quinn. And nine of those players I just read making their first ever opening day roster, which must be a thrill for them. So, uh, someone who made an opening day roster many years ago played many years in the major leagues and went on to be a broadcaster for Fox Sports South is joining us. Pitch for the Phillies as part of his major league career in 1998, 99, and 2000. Was an all-star in 99. The one and only Paul Bird checking in. How you doing, my friend? What's going on? 
Tim, what is going on, my friend? Are How? you ready for opening day? Absolutely. It's finally here. couple of games tonight, and the Phillies open tomorrow. Braves, I guess, open tomorrow. You still doing the Fox Sports South thing this year? I am. I am. Yeah, they can't get rid of me. I just keep coming <laughs> back and sleeping on doorsteps. So. <laughs> well, folks who know your name, you are in town for, for several seasons, turn of the uh, 90s into 2000. You were an all-star in 99. Uh, and then, of course, have pitched for a number of other teams over the years and have joined our program a number of times, too. Love the Lord a lot, so there's lots we can chat about. Baseball-wise, how you feeling? Ready to get back in there? Your job's going to be different, though, because you're an in-the-stands in kind of guy. What are you going to do? Yeah, so I'm kind of like the utility man for our Fox team. Um, I do a little bit of color, and then I do color from the sidelines, and I'll do on-field interviews after the game. All of it is different this year. As you know, we're about to see and broadcast baseball like it's never been done in the history of the world, in the history of time, <laughs> and I'm really excited about it. Not to be dramatic or anything, but yeah. So, yeah. so That's really true. This is like some sort of movie. You know, contagion is really happening. We're like, oh, my gosh, what is it going to look like? How am I going to interview a player with a six-foot pole? Um, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So yeah. I, I do think it's going to be fun. And I think, you know, people have missed the game. I know I have. And just to see anything right now in any format, I'll take it. Yeah, you're not kidding. Well, and for folks just, you know, just tuning in, Paul Bird, our guest, uh, pitch for the Phillies, pitch for a number of other major league teams, has done broadcasting and works for Fox uh, Sports South, if I remember correctly, and specifically the Atlanta Braves primarily there. Um, the, the in game, the in crowd, the in the dugout, the, all that stuff for you with no fans. And even like I was reading the other day, wasn't there a game in the American league some years ago where they were playing with no fans due to rioting or protests. And one of the broadcasters or on field reporters was just doing his job when somebody on base, a player's like, Hey, pipe down over there. We can hear you. <laughs> like, 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 because they're, they're right. Uh, Am I remember, remember that correctly? Have yeah, you... I have to research that. Um, you know, I know there was a game. They This is they told us as broadcasters. They go, don't feel like you have to feel every second. Like, let let the viewer enjoy a little bit of silence, too. Okay, sure. And, and I said, God, that sounds weird. And they gave me an example of a game where the sound went out. So they had no sound. Hmm. And they just showed the game. So it was like you were sitting at the game, um, but you're just watching it on TV. And they showed us ratings, and they said, this actually went over really well because people wanted to still just watch the game. So don't ever feel like when you let it breathe, which is what it's called in our industry, let it breathe, that you're doing a disservice to the fans. That Sometimes it's good just to watch a home run trot you know, yeah. and and feel like you're at the game. And one of the best examples of that, if you go on YouTube and you listen to Vin Scully and Gergiola and you listen to uh, Kurt Gibson's Dodger home run, when he hits it off Eckersley, one of the most famous home runs in the World Series, Eckersley for the A's, yeah. they don't over-talk. They just watch Gibson run around the bases and they show the crowd going nuts, and they're just quiet. And so their silence is considered one of the greatest walk-off calls of all time. 
Paul Bird's our guest who has both played and broadcast on the field in the stands. And as a player with no fans, I know they're going to be piping in some music and background noise or fan noise, uh, which, you know, that's probably an experiment, too, to see what level and all that. What effect as as a competitor, though, for you as a player, do you think not having fans or at least the majority of the time, I'm not sure if it, it may wind up where, where fans are allowed before the end of the season, but are there pluses to it? Are there minuses to it? What do you, what are your thoughts as a competitor, as an athlete? Yeah. Somebody on the field, you love fans and you love the energy that you feel when the game is at a big moment and the tension and the stirring. You can't deny that. Um, fans are so important to the game and for broadcasting a game, a foul ball, kids eating a hot dog, you know, he drops it and you can show people, <laughs> yelling and screaming and fist pumping and all that, you know, we will miss that terribly. Um, So I'm a little worried in that aspect. As a player, this has never been done before. You've played in spring training on field C where there's no fans, but you've never played a major league game that counted that your career's on the line for with no fans. Yeah. And so I think the players will miss that to a considerable degree. But I also think we're seeing something we've never seen before. Players are going to play under conditions they've never played under before. And so I think it will be more than spring training, but they'll definitely miss the fans. See, and I, all I can think of is the opposite, uh, having played church softball, competitive, but, yeah. you know, our church softball yeah. team, we actually had uh, our, our third baseman was a catcher in the red system in the, in the seventies, double a ball. We had a, a Mets pitching prospect who threw hundred miles an hour, blew his arm out. He played short for us. We had some real, and, and the, uh, Dave, the, the great Del Ennis who played for the Phillies, his grandson or his son plays, uh, plays for us. Um, really good yeah. athletes. So we had a lot of fun playing and, and we took it seriously. We talk about the lineup all day, who's going to bat and what are we going to do? But the reality is, you know, you'd have six fans or 12 fans. Like it, <laughs> We're realizing one night how pathetic we are that we, we're taking it so seriously, but there really isn't anybody there watching it, just the guys on both teams. So um, I can only imagine the opposite being true, where these are our athlete professionals who are now, in effect, playing in kind of a, a softball pickup league setting, and not bigger than that, but... But not much without without yeah. when they when you're used to thousands. That's that's got to be a an adjustment yeah. for them. Well, and you know what? What you just said, like if I play wiffle down the street, I'm very competitive and I want to win. So you're always going to have that. But yeah. You just I've never hit a home run in the big leagues, but in Philly, I did get a hit off Randy Johnson, and the crowd erupted. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? That's like, oh, gosh, that was such an adrenaline rush and a great feeling like a drug. I mean, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, big strikeouts and big situations where the crowd comes to their feet or playoffs where people are swinging towels, you know. Um, that's going to be missed. It just is. That's just part of baseball. It's going to be missed, and we'll have to see how it goes. But, yeah, Timmy, I got to know, do you have some Philly fans listening to this call? Absolutely. Nothing but, pretty much. Uh, I want to tell them I want to tell them I love them. You got some <laughs> of the best fans in the world. Um, there's certain teams you play for where people know you from all over. And similar to the Braves, because they had TBS, you have Phillies fans everywhere, just like Red Sox or Cubs. And they're all, you know, they're all over the country. So it's really, really neat. I love my time in Philly. 
But I learned this from one of my favorite coaches, the late, great John Vukovic. And he said, Paul, when, when they boo you, it means they love you. <laughs> and he goes, so whenever they boo you, which he's been booed before, you know, he wasn't the best hitter. He goes, I want you to know, I want you to know they care about you. And if they ever stop doing that when you, you play poorly, then that's the time you need to worry. So mm. see it as a sign of affection. Never have I ever forgot that, and that was incredible advice. So we have all these buttons we're going to push for crowd cheers. And it's dawned on me that we need a boo button. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. We need, we need to keep them honest. Uh, you know uh, what? So it, it made me smile. So I wanted the Philly fans to know I love them and, you guys are going to need a boo button up there. I love that. I love that idea. Paul Bird is our guest. Pitched for the <laughs> Phillies in the late 90s and through 2000. Was an all-star in 99. Currently a broadcaster for Fox Sports South. Atlanta Braves. Quick break. We'll keep our chat going. Want to win a gift card to Rita's as part of opening day. Courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Let me throw you the text number before our break. And we'll make some winners before the hour is done. 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-36. 83. If you'd like to win a gift card to read his courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in honor of opening day, we'll make a number of winners. Get yourself in the mix again at 610-500-3683. Back with more in a moment on WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 4.43 on the Tim DeMoss Show. One more time, 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Text in your name and the word Rita's, and we'll put you in the drawing to win a gift card, courtesy of Brian Chevrolet. In honor of opening day, a couple games tonight. Phillies have their home opener tomorrow against Miami at 7.05. Joining us, uh, Paul Bird, who used to pitch for the Phillies. He was an all-star in 1999, won 15 games. Although, and I know I can bring this up, because you are a self-deprecating kind of guy. You actually did lead the league in um, hit batters that year. You hit 17 batters. Was that an intentional strategy, or what was the deal? So I do have to pitch in. You do have to keep guys honest. You do have to, uh, for lack of a better word, make somebody uncomfortable. And if you throw 100 miles an hour, (laughs) you don't necessarily need to do that. Guys are already uncomfortable. But if you throw 86, 87, which I did, yeah. People need to somehow be uncomfortable because they're like, man, I'm, I'm digging in against this guy. I have no fear. <laughs> right. So you have to pitch inside even more. Um, I also had a shoulder injury um, where every now and then I had torn labrum. And every now and then I would fly open. And, you know, those batters are going to be right-handed batters that I hit because yeah. you'll fly open and you miss a few feet to the right. And um, that's probably really, really sad is when I finally got my chance to start by Terry Francona and the Phillies. I had a good year, but I was pitching on borrowed time because, you know, I couldn't throw bullpens. My arm was killing me. And um, it turned out to be a really weird blessing because after that, when I came back, I had four screws in my shoulder and I, I had to start doing goofy stuff like the double pump and swinging my arms and being a little bit different. And it's kind of funny how that became my trademark. Yeah. After leaving Philly, you know, I don't know if, are you a big stats guy at all, or do you, do you keep do you look through those things for yourself or others? 
you know, now that I'm a broad, you mean as a broadcaster or as a player? I guess I'm thinking, I was thinking as a, well, both. I realize as a broadcast, you probably have to do some of that. I, I was getting at is you, you realize also that all-star year, you, you were, had 199 and two-thirds innings pitched. Were you? Yes. <laughs> were you real? You did get the 200 innings two other times later on, which is great. I, yeah. I do remember that. Just unfortunately, Ed Wade, who I like and think a lot of, Use that against me on pre-arbitration hearings. He goes, you never thrown 200 innings. And I go, <laughs> you know how many games I came out of because the bullpen needed to get work? You know, um, he's trying to tell me if I would have got one more out, you know, so it was. That's funny. It was kind of, it was kind of funny, but it actually was used against me. So I did know that number. That's, one more out. That's very, well, yeah. I, okay, that's interesting. Well, on the on the on fun side of things, too, you won 109 games as a major league pitcher. Uh, and to me, that that's not an easy feat at all. Just talk about for a second, just the work that goes into winning a single game. Because people think, oh, well, you know, a per, person wins 60 games or 108 or whatever. But you're not, you know, Steve Carlton or you're not some huge Hall of Famer. But to win a single game even on a professional level like that. There's got to be a lot that you, as, as, as a person, you'd be like, that, I got that. That means a lot to me that I got that win. I mean, the team did, but that you were able to help yeah, them get there, right? Yeah, yeah it really does. I'm going to throw some stats at you okay. that are going to not, they're not going to sound true, okay? Okay. But, but they are. Um, only 10% of players drafted get to double A. Wow. 96%, yeah, um, 96% of players that are drafted do not get to the big leagues. So only 4% make it. Wow. Very small number. Are you ready? Yeah. Only 4% of those 4% play into their fourth year. Really? Yeah, that's how crazy it is to get more than four years in the big leagues because after your third year, you're arbitration eligible and you either have to be an everyday player or you have to be some kind of a crazy special player off the bench that is a great catcher, great receiver, or you have crazy wheels like a Billy Hamilton. You have to have, you have to bring something to the table. So you kind of don't think that's true, but then you start to see it happen and you say, wow. This game is really hard to get here, and it's even harder to stay stay here. So the thing I'm most proud about, uh, I think, is my service time and surviving injuries and just surviving um, oh, yeah. in the big leagues and the fact that I was able to win and pitch for some wonderful teams and managers and, and have some great teammates that you go to battle with, and you got to get the best hitters in the world out when you may have a bum shoulder or a bum elbow. And, you know, it's it's certainly not an easy task. And like I said, just staying healthy is, is difficult of its own, let alone getting the best hitters in the world out over and over again as a starter. Those are those are great stats. I love that. Uh, for those just tuning in, you're listening to Tim DeMoss' show on WFIL. Paul Bird's our guest. Pitched for the Phillies for several seasons, number of other major league teams. Actually, to your point also, uh, managed to start. And you were, I guess, in the playoffs with four different teams. Unfortunately, not the Phillies, but I think the Braves, Angels, uh, Indians, and Red Sox. You, and you won three games out of the five you started, only lost one. 
So, I mean, you've had a lot of success. It's, it must be very fun, you know, to be able to say, well, I didn't win a World Series, but you still got a lot of great highlights in your life that God allowed you to, you know, be part of. No, absolutely. And, you know, I just love baseball. Like, you talked about going down the street and playing baseball. I just love playing catch with my dad, you know, in the field across the street. Those are some of my best memories. Games in Little League, I can still remember uh, things I did well and things I, I said, man, I wish I had that one to do over again. This is in the early 80s, man. You know, mm. so it's like I really love the game, and um, I'm so blessed to be able to play it as long as I have and now talk about it on TV and, you know, turn it over to the young guys to uh, <laughs> let them shine. It's, it's been a lot of fun, quite a journey. Paul Bird, our guest, former Philly pitcher, major leaguer, current broadcaster, Fox Sports South, does the Braves games. Quick break. We'll come back and wrap up our conversation in just a moment. Listen to Tim DeMoss' show. AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 453 of the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Last call to text in 610-500-DUB. 610-500-3683 to win a gift card to Redis, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet and Jenkintown. We'll announce a winner or two or three at the end of the program. But we continue our chat with former Phillies pitcher Paul Bird, broadcaster now for the Braves. Of the hunt, you know, you won 109 games. Just statistically, you know, you realize you you are currently tied with Chris Sale for career wins. Oh wow! I didn't know that. That's pretty good. You have more than Jake Arrieta. Yeah, you have more than former Philly okay. Joe, Joe Blanton. More than Joe Blanton. I'm going back to my baseball card days. More than Mario Soto of the Reds. Mark Mulder of the A's. Uh, and some of the current guys, Jarrett uh, uh, Cole and Dallas Keuchel and Trevor Bauer, you're ahead of those guys. So that's, you know, yeah. that's saying something. That's a big deal. Well, I appreciate that. Take Mulder, one of the guys on the list, who could have been one of the best pitchers, period. Arm goes out. Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's tough. It really is. It's tough. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for that. But uh, the Marlins beat up on us yesterday. Uh, the Braves and, you know, the Phillies are tough. The Mets have a good rotation. And when you're only playing 60 games, man, I cannot wait to see this season go down and see who's going to, you know, like MLB service time, who's going to bob and weave and jab and sling and, and stay standing at the end. Yeah. And one of the craziest seasons of all time. I can't wait. Yeah, that's great. Last thing for you, too. Just, I mean, people know if they've tuned in and they've heard our conversations before you, you love the Lord a lot. You have, you have a book out called Free Bird. We can we can chat about again another time, perhaps. But for today, just anything, any thoughts on what God's teaching you, how He's been working, whether it's the last few months with everything going on, or or anything else in your, in your walk with Him. Well, I just lost my mom earlier, and, and you know she kept the the scorebook in the stands. And really? um, man, I love my mom, and she used to cheer for me. It was an embarrassing cheer, but she used to stand up and holler and clap and, you know, scream for me. And it went something like, and so all these people would look over and go, who is that crazy lady? I'm like, that's my mom. Don't make fun of my mom. I will knock you out right here. So, uh, that's been really hard for me lately. Um, Hmm. And so a verse in Ecclesiastes stands out and, you know, this old Testament, so they don't know about Jesus at the time, but, the wisest man in the world says at the end of Ecclesiastes, you know, he says, keep his commands, fear God. In the New Testament, we're not supposed to fear him because we know how much he, he loves them. We are supposed to respect 
and revere him, but it's not a trembling scared because he gave his little boy for us. And that is his command to believe in the one that he has sent. And the thing that I've really been chewing on right now is just the loss. I lost my dad a couple years ago and now my mom. And as the days go by, the importance of what the wisest man in the world said has never been so real to me. Um, and so another thing in Ecclesiastes, consider the fact that, you know, whether you're in trouble or whether you're having, you know, a, in a great spot, consider that God has made each equal. And that's a really tough lesson, you know, like God has made one as good as the other. Hmm. And so I'm chewing on, you know, this time where I've been grieving a little bit, that he is still good and that I can still cling to the fact that he is in control through the sadness and the craziness. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry for your loss your mom. That's my lesson for today, Timmy. What's that? That's my lesson for today. I like it. I like it. I I resonate with your mom. (laughs) My mom used to keep score at my Little League games and our church softball games, and she'd always ask me for the lineup. She did it quietly in her her, uh, backyard chair. We'd bring her folding chair. She'd sit in the side and do the book for both both sides, just in her own notepad, and uh, support me that way for years. And my dad would come to as many games as he could too. So it's, it, I can empathize with you. I'm sorry for your for your loss, but uh, we don't grieve as those who have no hope. You know, that's it, brother. That is it. So thank you for having me on your show. You have a great show, and maybe sometimes things will clear up, and I'll be able to do this show at your place in the studio up in the wonderful city and outskirts of philadelphia we'd love that we'd love that god bless you my friend greetings to your family your boys your lovely wife and we'll catch up again sometime soon you as well see you my friend all right bye-bye paul bird former philly pitcher current broadcaster for fox sports south does the braves games we had john brazier director of fun and games on earlier this hour as major league baseball gets going tonight yankees in washington at seven san francisco and the dodgers at 10 Phillies open their season at home tomorrow night at 7.05 against Miami. Congratulations to Darnell in Sicklerville, New Jersey, winning a gift card to read us, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet. That'll do it for the show. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.